Hi, welcome to Let's Talk About Skills, baby. I am your host, Kelly Bailey. Each week, I get to speak with inspiring visionaries about the skills that made them successful, how they developed those skills, and their and how they improve um, skills-based hiring and learning around the world. So come join us and learn what skills can help you live your best life. So this week I'm joined by Yvette Cameron, our guest. Um, Yvette, thank you so much for joining us. So let me give you a quick little introduction um, on Yvette. So Yvette is currently the co-founder and EVP of Ecosystem at Velocity Career Labs, the innovative technology organization behind the Velocity Network Foundation. Um, and just for anyone who's not familiar with Velocity Network Foundation, it is an industry consortium that is reinventing how career records are shared across the global labor market through the development of an open, public, uh, trusted, and self-sovereign professional profile powered by blockchain technology. Um, she's also an international speaker on innovations in HCM processes and technology and the future of work. Welcome. How are you today? I'm terrific. Thanks for having me on your, uh, your program today. I'm excited to be here and have a good conversation. Same here. Really excited to have you. So I thought since we gave a quick little introduction, it would be so nice, Yvette, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us a little bit about your journey that let you, led you to Velocity. So how long is this program? <laughs> uh, what led me to Velocity? Yeah, um, you know, I have been in the human capital management space for over 25 years. I actually started as a practitioner and then moved over into technology. I probably spent about the last, uh, you know, 20 years or so in the technology space directly. Um, and, uh, you know, even from that first job in technology, uh, I was focused on um, self-service applications, how individuals interoperate with technology. And that really flamed a passion in me. It fueled that passion in um, how do we how do we get more from our, our, our systems? And so that kind of early um, that early focus uh, in my career carried me through different different jobs at different technology organizations. I spent about four or five years as an industry analyst working at Constellation and Gartner. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> most recently was at uh, SAP as their, um, their head of strategy. Um, and uh, I spent a lot of time uh, in those last couple of years at SAP really looking at the technologies that were on the, on the horizon. Uh, what was coming. And again, with this mindset, this passion of how do we focus on the individual? How do we do good and bring better for the individual? Um, I found myself looking at technologies like blockchain, um, at uh, the employee experience and all the different ways that the experience was emerging. And um, that got me to, um, to ultimately uh, uh, meet uh, my co-founder, Drogarevich, um, for Velocity Career Labs and, uh, and, and uh, put this, this uh, organization together focused on individuals owning and controlling their professional data to change the way they present themselves and the way they interact with uh, education and, and, um, and employers uh, to you know, to, to, to really have full control. So, I mean, that's how I got here. It was a long journey across different employers and technologies and consulting, always with a passion in mind about people. And ultimately that's, you know, that's the, the genesis here of Velocity, putting people back in control of their data. That's it's been a long journey. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. So um, was there any moment in time, like a particular moment that made you really passionate about this particular, you know, people having data in their own hands? You know, it actually started when I was, um, when I first became a parent, you know, anybody who's, uh, you know, been a parent and had to take their children to daycare knows the pain of having to fill out the same forms every year, even though nothing changes except the age of your child and maybe their eating habits, but uh, the same address and phone number and doctor information every single year on paper, no less, right? And uh, this was, you know, 20 odd years ago with my, my first kid, but um, <laughs> that, that 
repetitive process. And then as a job seeker and working in, in human capital management, right? I, I've worked in the recruiting applications and whatnot. And again, that repetitiveness as a job seeker, as you go looking for jobs, having to fill in the same background information again and again, even though you've just entered and updated your profile, you've still got to put in the same information. So early on, my frustration with inefficiencies and the ex expectations that I had for technologies. It was like this expectations yeah. and reality. They just weren't meeting for me right here in the middle. Very unhappy. Um, so that was the, but really it hit home for me um, with the kids and all the forums. And, and so I, I've, I've long since been looking at how do we, how do we help people not just be more efficient in those processes, but why can't I at the time I was saying, why couldn't I just have some sort of an ID that was recognized everywhere and that I could take with me and then as, as uh, self-service was emerging and more digital technologies why couldn't that one password that one profile I fill out be used in this um, area of my of my life and in this other area of my life why did I have so many profiles I am one person you know I want to have one comprehensive digital profile that people trust and and I was thinking I guess blockchain years before I even realized what it could do but yeah it's um, it's been a long growing frustrating experience <laughs> with technology that has driven me to try to find a better way to, uh, to make things happen. Anytime that you're trying to change something that frustrates you, like I love, that's kind of like the sweet spot, right? It's like, well, I've like oh felt gosh. it and now <laughs> I yeah. know. Well, how. I mean, you know, we all have it, right? I mean, how many, come on, be honest with me. Just, it's just between us now, right? <laughs> Nobody else is looking. Of course. <laughs> do you, do you have a spreadsheet of all of your passwords? <laughs> Um, yes, of course. Okay, I do. Right. How else would I keep it? And then, you know, like it's mine, of course, like my husband has a tab on there. <laughs> exactly. I have, I have the same tab. I mean, again, just managing your passwords because each password represents access to a system, which represents one other piece of who you are. Exactly. And what a shame that we can't find a better way to bring that together into more of a holistic process. Now, so that's what we're focusing on, on at Velocity is bringing the professional and educational elements of all of those, those profiles together so that you don't have to, you know, go to all these different places. But I tell you, those spreadsheets that we all have, yeah. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> I hear you. So before we jump into velocity, which I really want to, because I just love everything about what you're working on there. I just want to keep it personal here for a second. Yeah. And I'd love yeah. to know over this journey um, that you've had until you've come to this time, obviously, um, I will say that, you know, you're very successful in the work that you're doing. So I know we don't often yeah. say that about ourselves, but you are. Um, are, is there anything along the way that you would have said, you know, these are really the skills for me that have made me successful in this work? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my, my personal nature wants me to make a joke right now, but uh, maybe I'll hold off on that. Okay, I'm going to say a sense of humor is probably one of the skills, and that's not something you, you learn, right? That's not something <laughs> you learn. I was reading an article uh, yesterday about grit and determination being keys for your future success. And I thought, how do you validate and scale and score grit? You know, is there an assessment that, you know, tests grit? I don't know. Um, but, but to be more serious, I, 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 one of the, um, I think so, some of the skills, uh, by my nature, I think I'm very detail oriented. Mm -hmm. And, um, and again, that's not something that- Well, your uh, spreadsheet, right? <laughs> Right. I don't have uh, macros associated with it, but uh, I think an attention to detail has always been for me um, really important. You know, I'm a, um, I've, I've got a degree in mathematics and statistics and which goes hand in hand with that detail um, orientation. But um, analyzing, you know, thinking, using data to make decisions, um, that analytical mindset has been really helpful um, in, in the work that I've done across, you know, my, my career, whether I was, you know, managing HIS systems or evaluating acquisitions, et cetera. Um, that, has been, that has been really key. Um, I think a, a, a communication skills have certainly evolved Mm -hmm. um, over time, as I have matured, as I have taken communication, you know, courses and, and, and uh, being a more empathetic leader. Sure. Um, but, uh, but, you know, what has always served me well in, in the communication is 
transparency and um, honesty and a sense of humor. And I think for a lot of people, um, they struggle with being uh, transparent and honest. Uh, you know, you, you want to give feedback, for example, as a manager, and you maybe worry about, um, you, you might worry about, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, hurting somebody's feelings or um, uh, making them less enthusiastic about a position or their work if you are, are critical about something and yet you need to help individuals grow. And so right. learning how to be an empathetic uh, leader who's providing that constructive criticism, I think is really key. Um, and for me, as I said, transparency, it's, it's always been a number one thing for me. Tell what you know when you know it. There's mm -hmm. always things that as a, as a senior leader in an organization, maybe there's only so much that you can tell but uh, I, in all cases, you know, I, I always try to err on the side of as much um, um, honesty and, and being forthright as, as possible because it, it avoids surprises, et cetera. So I think those are some, some fundamental skills. Mm -hmm. um, from, a technical, from a technical perspective, being on top of just um, the tools that we use to get work done, mm -hmm. um, even, since, even since the... Uh, the the pandemic that arose several months ago, um, I have had to become familiar with some new web meeting tools, and I thought I knew them all, but right. I'm finding new ones and becoming more adept um, at some of the the uh, the perks and and bells and whistles and these things. Um, you know, new um, um, new uh, uh, technology that comes out there. You know, years ago I didn't use the the task management tools that we use today. And mm -hmm. now I'm using Slack on almost a daily basis right. and other, other pieces, right? So staying on top of technology is super important um, for, for pretty much any worker, I think. It doesn't matter if you're a line worker in retail or an executive in high tech, um, the ability to stay fluid, conversant in all of the digital tools that we're using today, I think is, is super critical. And it's just evolved over time. I remember 20 odd years ago being so excited when the Palm <laughs> it came out. Do you remember? No, I you do. Actually, I had a no, I had one and I had the <laughs> stylus and I would write on there. <laughs> I had and like a Franklin me, planner before that. Come on now. <laughs> oh my god, exactly. I used to think the Franklin planner was the bomb. Oh. But uh, and, and so when the when the Palm Pilot and those things came out, I thought this is fantastic. We're getting digitalized and and uh, but it you know, it took a while and it took effort to become proficient at it. And then how quickly it became, you know, usurped by other technologies. Sure. But that's it. Make the effort. If you are determined to make the effort to stay current, I think for your own social networking, for the promotion of your work, uh, it's a cornerstone of being um, successful and staying agile in this market that is changing crazily almost every day. And do you find that it's easy to stay current? Like, do you find staying current is about, you know, just figuring out on your own, you know, going through like the online tutorials? Do you think there has to be some like actual formalized training around staying current or it's just something you can do on your own? You know, if you can get to formalized training, consider yourself lucky. A lot of employers are providing that. And I think, and I think that's fantastic, right? Yep. If you're lucky enough to work for, to work, <laughs> for an employer yep. who has formalized training around that, fantastic. Um, there are a lot of um, curated uh, kind of courses and, yep. and, um, and programs online for individuals um, that also will help guide you. What are you trying to do? Improve your, your, um, you know, your tech, technical acumen on a daily basis. There's things that you can find out there. You know what I really find though, and I'm curious to hear your perspective, yeah. but I find my social network is my um, my my guide for what to do right um, having grown LinkedIn and Twitter and just being in the business for so long right yeah. I can put out a message on any channel Facebook and sure. say hey I need a better way to do XYZ and I'm getting you know recommendations from everybody from people I trust from people I don't know but as I tally up because I'm an analytical person, you know, who's voting for which technology the best that helps me chart my, help, helps me chart my course. So, um, so yes, you know, I, I think that, that uh, you, it is a little bit of doing the research on your own, but engage your network right, and, and where you people. have those opportunities. I mean, but what do you think? You, you, technology is, is, is changing. You've just started this podcast. I don't know if you used it. I know. I Googled how to do that. <laughs> okay. yeah. um, I watched a YouTube video. Um, I had a friend that helped me as well. 
Um, so it's, yeah, it's the same thing. I feel like the first thing I always do is Google that is Google something. If I can't figure it out, if there's not a YouTube video about it, which there sometimes is, but you know, it might not be exactly what you're looking for. Then I do the same thing. I turn to the people that I know. Um, and it's great yeah. now because we're just so connected that you can ask those mass questions, um, you know, to any of your networks and they come back to you. So I, I completely agree with you. That's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I do want to put the question back on you. You know, you talk about skills and, and I, I mentioned uh, leadership and, and uh, openness to technology. Um, I would probably add a little bit of mindfulness over the next last few years. Things have right. been so crazy. I have taken more and more courses literally and read more and researched more about being mindful and meditative and, you know, which really helps personally and professionally. So those I think are some areas for me that I, you know, would tend to focus on, but you know, I, I, I want to, Put that question back on you, Callie. What do you? What would you say are some of the key skills that got you where you are today? If you don't mind my asking, and of the course. Table. No, I love it. I mean, I always love to share this stuff too. Um, for me, I really think it's been, you know, sort of what I would call like resilient skills. Um, things like persistence, um, being able to problem solve, being able to sort of like try stuff, fail, and know that it's not the end. You know, like just keep going because that's your. You have this goal and this focus, and I. I think really for me, and I don't know if this is actually a skill, but I kind of put this in this bracket. It's just this like finding the thing that you're passionate about because all of the other things to move forward, all of the other ways to be successful, like just a bumpy road, right? I mean, there's not one way to get there. It's not like everything you're going to do is going to be successful, but you have to be strong enough inside of you. And that, that passion really has to be there for you to keep going all of that time. And those are the skills that I really lean on a lot. And I also agree with you, like just being able to figure out things along the way, whatever they may be, if it's the new technology, if it's, you know, the new moving from Outlook to Gmail, oh my goodness, you know, <laughs> but, but those are the ways. And for me, you know, beyond, yes, yeah, some of those are formal courses. A lot of them are free courses that I look up, you know, anytime yeah. I, I try to absorb like reading, man, it's just, um, what, do you look for like actual formal courses with an institution or you, do you look for, you know, for the most part, um, I'm looking for articles and interviews. I really love to hear the, the words of people who have done this before me. Um, I've taken a few specific courses. I've gone to the online um, e-learning, you know, uh, platforms and, and have taken some courses. Uh, I've got a son in high school, so I've actually enrolled yeah. in some uh, various um, you know, technology courses so that we could converse better over the table. Yeah. Um, but, but, but I would say 85% of mine is um, re reading research and interviews, mm -hmm. watching, pod, uh, watching videos and listening to podcasts. Um, you know, diff everybody has different ways of learning as well. Exactly. And that's what I love about it is like, there's really just an endless number of ways <laughs> to go about this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that you mentioned though, the resiliency, you know, I was, um, I was one of the hundred folks inter um, interviewed and, and, um, and listed as like an HR tech innovator for HR executive magazine. And, um, wow. they asked about, you know, skill set. Um, yeah, I guess that was self-promoting. I'm sorry. Let's cut. No, this. I love it. I'm, I'm like, Oh, this is so great. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And one of the, one of the um, things I talked about during um, that uh, session was indeed resiliency because throughout all of it, throughout all of it, whether you're trying new technologies, you're moving into new careers, you're moving your house from one state to another, whatever, yeah. it, it, resiliency is such an important thing to practice and learn mm -hmm. because things are changing quickly. You're not always going to be excellent at something the first time you do it. And, um, and, and what a wealth of, of knowledge you gain from those failures, right? right. For, or, or from those less than totally successful efforts. Exactly. Um, it's, it, it is truly, I, you know, I, I've always told my family we're, we're very active outside and we are all covered with scars on our legs and arms because we rock climb and we, you know, we get out and kayak and we hit the rocks and whatnot. And if you don't have scars, you know, then it's showing that you're not trying hard enough. You're not in, in trying to improve those skills and get better and better. You've got to have those scrapes and scuffs. To like get those stuff. battle wounds, you they, know? They are badges of honor. Honor. And, they are. Um, you know, I, and I think in your career, that's part of it too, is trying new things and, and recognizing, Hey, this was, it wasn't quite wide. I could have done something different, but, um, you know, this, it's about being resilient. 
Yes, I totally, for bringing that up. I know, I no, it. I totally <laughs> agree with you there. I mean, that's just like a big part. And I think as as the world is changing right now too, you know, the interesting thing that I think we're all seeing is sort of this like concept around innovation being agile, you know, but that's like really as a person too. That and that and those are not things that are not most of that is learned. You know, it's not like we're yeah, just born right. this way. Um, right. Those are all learned things. Um, so I think anyone who's interested, you know, wants to get out there and figure it out for themselves. Like there are ways, you know, there's tons to look up. So yeah. let's, let's focus a little bit on velocity if you don't mind, because I, you know, yeah. I am just obviously in love with the work that you're doing. Um, surprisingly enough, you might not know this, but like my whole passion around being in this work is because I actually had a real pain point myself in understanding the return on investment for education. And through the process of trying to figure that out, I realized that there's so many, it's so hard to make decisions because we don't know, um, number one, like all the things about us, right? Like we know like our education, trying to keep track of all those bits and pieces along the way, along your journey. But then also it was like, we just, we don't even know all the opportunities we have available, how to even find those opportunities, how to let people know we're ready for those opportunities. So coming across the work that you guys are doing, this was like stuff in my dreams of like people actually owning their own data and being, you know, really like taking the reins in their life, really, you know, and to me, yeah. this is like the beginning of so much more. Um, so I'd love for you to let the audience know a little bit more about how this came to be, what the focus is, maybe even talk a little bit about some of those members, because this is a really strong group that you guys have. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, as, as we mentioned at the top of the show, um, Velocity Career Labs was founded by my partner and I back in 2018. And immediately our intent was to form an industry consortium that would guide uh, this, this new vision we had for how career credentials are exchanged and owned and managed by individuals in control of who's seeing and who's using their data. Um, and, and many, many things in the labor market led up to it. But eventually, um, in 2019, we put together the Velocity Network Foundation. So it is a nonprofit uh, foundation comprised of uh, industry organizations um, from across the HCM industry, education tech, essentially the global labor market. So very diverse members from across that market have come together all with a vision to developing um, what we're calling the internet of careers, which is fundamentally a new way, the world's network for exchanging verifiable career credentials and putting people back in control of their professional data. So um, the foundation uh, is building this velocity network. This is the, the exchange protocol. We are essentially um, you know, the, the transfer mechanism that enables people to accumulate and, and curate their, their uh, information about themselves. And so the technology that enables it is what uh, the Velocity Network is all about. Mm -hmm. um, and, and as we've said, right, as an individual, if I, rather than being at the whim of my former employers, my uh, educational institution, having to keep records and log in information so I can go to the 20 or 30 different websites of my employers and online learning and, and gig work platforms, et cetera, to, find, to get proof of what I've done. If I can curate all of that into a secure digital wallet that can't be tampered with, that, you know, that people will trust and that I can control who's, you know, who I share it with, um, what a totally changed um, game right here. I'm, it, I'm suddenly now in control of my future as opposed to others being in control. All these silos are now aggregated, you know, essentially on my mobile uh, device. Right. Um, so when we started the foundation, we started with uh, 15, 16 organizations. We're up to close to 20 now and, and slowly adding some on during this first year. And, uh, and, and and you are one. We'll talk yep. about that. I have some questions for you. Um, and and we have we have essentially across the membership, um, I would say roughly about 23, 24% of the HCM market globally represented um, uh, from a from a revenues perspective. Mm -hmm. Members of our organization include names that, that you'll recognize, SAP, Oracle, Ronstadt, uh, Corn Ferry, Ultimate Software. 
Hire Right, Sisive, Unit 4, Zip Recruiter, uh, SHL, Aon, so many, right? Yeah. So many organizations. And they come from different areas of the labor market because they all see the opportunity um, and the way that we can change the dynamic uh, by putting people back in control. So, um, so you know, we are we are well underway. We just launched our testnet platform, which is the first version, um, the alpha version of the technology platform um, last month. And uh, we have some exciting new stuff coming. But the goal is to deliver this platform in early next year, and um, you know, leverage the fact that our founding members themselves have tens of thousands of clients who themselves represent hundreds of millions of individuals so that pretty much as we go live and as our partners go live with us in their software platforms, the potential volume, um, the potential reach out to individuals is hundreds of millions of lives. It's, it's, a, it's a transformational, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing dream that my partner and I have. It is. And every day we're closer and closer to actual go live and every day I pinch myself how exciting to be here, how lucky I am to be here and how proud I am to be driving this initiative alongside, you know, the industry leaders and the visionaries that, that have come on this journey with us. I am, I am over the moon. It's amazing. Completely. It, it's such an amazing project. So for people that might not know a lot about kind of how this works, let's like talk for one second, just yes. break it down. Cause I know we've talked about sort of this manual process that existed, but maybe to help, you know, someone understand. So what would be the difference of me having a resume or a social media profile versus me having a record like this record. Yeah, yeah. So in today's environment, um, you have your social profile um, on different social channels, but that information is self-reported. Mm -hmm. You've put your resume together. You've um, essentially recreated it on your social profile, your jobs and your experience, et cetera. But again, it's self-reported. And um, you know, I, I'm sure this isn't the case for you, but uh, the majority of uh, self-reported information is um, challenging to believe, you know, at best. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's just report after report about how anywhere from, you know, 50 to 80% of um, uh, resumes and social profiles have inaccuracies in them, whether it's outright intended or misrepresentation or just, you know, gaps. Um, you, it's, there's, there's challenges with that. But regardless, as an individual, um, let's use the job um, search use case. That's, that's okay. a very straightforward one. We all understand it. Mm -hmm. You go to apply for a job, you either upload your resume, you upload your social, social profile. Um, the employer looks at it based on how well you've presented yourself. Um, they may uh, take you through a, a, you know, an interview and a background process. That background process can take anywhere from a couple of days to literally weeks, yep. right? As they are trying to validate, and depending on the type of job and if there's a medical history background and, and, and you know, passing certain certifications and whatnot. Anyways, and then ultimately you move on to a job. Now, as just getting to the point of a background check, requires that, um, or even the, the callback, once your, your data has been submitted, mm -hmm. requires that you're presenting yourself well. Um, there may be others who don't have half the experience or expertise that you do, but because they have um, added in information or characterized it in such a way, they've, they've um, uh, you know, emphasized certain things in ways that aren't necessarily accurate, but it's really impressive. Sure. So they're getting, they're getting seen and you're not, you know, you may just be put at the bottom of the, of the pile. So you're not even able necessarily to compete fairly mm -hmm. based on your actual experiences if somebody and else that's is just how the, the the system is reading your resume yeah it is it's how the system's reading your resume it's it's how that's getting fed in and then our algorithms on top of that it's it's saying hey here's a here's a senior vice president versus a vice president we want a senior we're going to bring that guy forward but what if he yeah. wasn't really a senior but totally. he's just now unfairly right you served your position mm -hmm. So in this new world, in this new world that we envision with digital, verifiable digital credentials, the idea is that the individual has accumulated all of their history onto their digital device. And in the process of doing so, we have validated the source of the, um, uh, of the company that has issued you those credentials. So the schools, employers, online learning, et cetera, 
whatever that might be. And when we talk about credentials, Kelly, I'm not just saying um, degree and education information. I am talking about skills assessment, badges and kudos. I'm talking about licenses and certifications, whatever data related to you that can be documented and verified by the issuing authority is what's what you should be able to bring onto your wallet so now imagine now imagine you are um, looking to apply for a job and instead of uploading a resume or you know applying with your social media maybe you apply with my digital wallet right and in this case it would be the velocity apply with velocity but the difference is this as the information is shared from your um, validated um uh, digital wallet. And again, I'll say let's, in this example, the Velocity digital wallet, the information comes through as pre-validated. Yeah. So the titles of my jobs that I'm sharing with you come associated with an indicator that says, oh, pre-checked, right? My degree, pre-checked, these skills, validated. Um, and the the employer suddenly sees, okay, this is the information and I can trust it because of the source it came from. Now, just by virtue of coming in through this um, particular um, uh, digital experience, you know, the employer has, has that level of trust, but if they want to, to go further and say, I want to certify that this, this really hasn't been tampered with since it was issued, sure. then with the click of a button, they can certify, they can, they can um, say, yes, I want to validate this, I want to certify it. And because that certification, um, the way it was recorded, it's anchored in what we call the blockchain technology distributed or all these things. But the bottom line is, with the click of a button, the employer is able to see not only do we think it's valid, but now we've proven that it's valid. And it's real time, you know, it's, it's instantaneous. And that, that then puts you in a different category of the other applicants. Your right. data is trusted. Maybe you still don't have that SVP title and it's just a VB title, but we know we can count on it, right? We've right. just trusted it. Right. Um, and so that alone, that alone takes care of that from the employer's perspective, I and mean, it puts you in a better competitive environment. But also, maybe you're applying for 10 other positions, right? So again, with a click of a button, apply with your Velocity background or your Velocity ID, apply with your digital wallet, and, uh, and it's there. So it's saving you the effort of having to fill out forms, add information. It's removing Every a lot of information. <laughs> and that background, and the background checks, you know, again, remember I said the employer wants to validate it, so it's instantaneous. Yep. So so we don't have issues where we're going to have days and weeks and, and you know, longer oh, to yeah. get people to work. And Kelly, that's super important in today's environment, right? Uh, we laid off a, yeah, Exactly. millions millions of them hanging there the balance while they're waiting it, to go exactly, to work exactly yeah. exactly we can put people to work i think it was um walmart right they were touting that they um, had hired um over a hundred thousand workers in, yeah. in just a, a couple of days or something i don't know the exact stats so apologies but it was a ridiculous amount and when you got under the covers what did they do they didn't do the background checks. They, yeah. they did some cursory stuff, brought everybody on and said, we're gonna deal with things as they come up. Um, and, and, but they, they had to avoid that. Imagine. Imagine I mean, if it was great. just instantaneous. Exactly, yeah. kudos for them for putting people to work fast, Completely. but they did have to assume a risk. Yeah. And employers where, where necessary wanna remove that. And so that's what this Velocity um, initiative well, I is about. Really see how like- And the risk. Yeah, exactly. And I could really see how from an, like you as a job seeker, you know, you're feeling really confident. You're not trying to track down like transcripts and all the things that I can imagine, especially nowadays where we don't just go to one school anymore and all the little things we pick up along the way, like that's always there with you. Um, you don't yes. have to track back and worry about, you know, references or things like, like it's all there knowing that those jobs. So I can feel, I feel like from a job seeker's perspective, this is so powerful, but especially from the company's perspective, I can't imagine the amount of time and money saved on that. I mean, I used to work for a background check organization, Marsh McLennan, and it's honestly, it's like, it's a really difficult process. So I get it. Um, But you know, someone introduced me to an example the other day. And so I kind of bring it to this because it's not only one type of job that this type of record could be used for, just so that everyone understands that. The example that was given to me was a truck driving example. So a truck driver takes a, yeah, takes a delivery, um, brings it likely into another state, and then they're there. And what they want to do is to be able to take a new delivery back towards where they're from. 
Um, but the process, so they have all these certifications, different driving certifications, which means you can take on different types of loads, but they have to wait because they might want to take a different type of delivery back. And when they say they want to take that different type of load, they have to show someone the certificate that they have that's verified for them to be able to take that. And sometimes it's three to five days until they have that verified that they're just sitting there not working, not doing anything, not and getting it, paid. Exactly. Right? And what they could do is they could just have like a barcode on their phone with everything, like you said, already authenticated. They could scan that and they could literally get a good night's sleep, take their delivery and go on. Exactly. It's fantastic for the individual because it puts them to work faster. The truck, truck driver example is perfect. Again, I, I'm only going to lose pay for the day that I choose to delay, right? Because right, right. now I can show you instantaneously less. I've got all the, all the certifications for a completely different load type than I brought here, but you need a whole new set, but I've got it. And so, and, and the good thing too, from the employer side is, or the, you know, the labor chain supply chain um, is that that product is getting moved, right? Exactly. Every day that it's sitting there, it's costing, like the, that's organization costing the organization money. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Lost revenue, paying for, for, the amount of money lost in this process where like that's just going to like tighten that up to like no very minimal money loss. Absolutely. Now let me tell you another story. I was um, sharing um, with a friend of mine the other day who's, who's been in the space forever. Um, you know, the challenge of trying to do background checks again in this environment where so many companies have shut down. Yep. Um, so what do you do if you're trying to validate employment and the company's no longer there? Yep. Or if your background check provider is taking extra long because um, the, the local um, courts is only open, you know, two days a week right. or they're understaffed. And so it's taking them longer. But the, the reality of companies being shut down and not being able to validate backgrounds is a real problem. I told my friend this and she says, yeah, you know, she was um, uh, trying to apply for, um, I don't know if it was a loan. I think it might've been a loan and she had to prove something, uh, her, her employment and her pay. Right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't enough to show the W two. She was supposed to show a paycheck, a weekly or biweekly uh -huh. paycheck from eight years ago. What? Eight and years? It was a ridiculous situation from eight years I wouldn't ago. have that. And, and the company, I know who would, and the company had, had since shut down. So she was almost at a loss. Fortunately, in some divorce papers, she had some copy of something. It was horrible. But I mean, imagine, right? The, the thing about gathering your data, of course, it's about getting to better jobs and opportunities now, right? But it's also about that permanent storage that's safe and secure that you are no longer having to worry about are they going to be there you know and how quickly can we get to this information you now have it you back it up to the cloud of your choice you're in control and 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 so you know so the opportunities here of course you know get, get you to jobs and other things faster but now imagine an employment marketplace right in today's employment marketplace you bring up your your resume you might indicate a lot of us have side gigs and we've been doing things you know programming or different work for um you know as a freelancer and a lot of us are managed by freelancer platforms. But um, in these marketplaces, you know, how easy is it to validate some of those side gig projects? Well, mm -hmm. again, if you've curated that in your profile and you now have a more comprehensive picture of who you are, um, as, as you are exposing that data into marketplaces and other HCM and other technologies and that artificial intelligence, those algorithms are run against it, you've given them more data to use to help better target learning opportunities, to help better target career growth opportunities. I like to say, you know, rather than applying with a resume, I want to apply with me. I exactly. want to apply with the whole picture of who I am and the skills and experiences and capabilities I have. Um, so rather than apply with LinkedIn or rather apply with this, I want to apply with me. Can I do that? That's my vision. <laughs> that's what gets me so excited about this that concept and not only the applying with me but like that that future vision that you just described like that that whole view of how you have all of these different opportunities available to you because you truly understand yourself now in a way that is completely different than you understood yourself before um yeah. you don't have to worry about crafting the perfect you know um marketing language about yourself like it's it's already you and it's just in that way that everyone will understand in the same in the same way, you know, yeah. each person won't be 
differentiated because of like the way that they talk about themselves. Yeah. Now, a lot of people say, and um, this is going to segue into a question I have for you, but a lot of people say, great. So I'm accumulating all this information, these, these, um, you know, um, uh, credentials as we call them. But again, that's an all encompassing name for the many, many things that, you know, constitute bits of data about me. But what if those credentials are all speaking different languages? I mean, just the idea of skills, and let's get back to what's talking about skills, baby. Um, Just from a skills perspective, there is such a variation in what we mean when we say, you know, somebody's got, you know, a, um, a, a skill in a particular technology or area. And, and it's hard to even understand, you know, just because I took a course that what, what skills does that really confer upon me and how does it translate to the skills that this employer is asking for? Um, now at velocity, our approach is to say, listen, any of the those, any of those items, um, however they're defined, we're going to bring in and, and, and transfer to your, your mobile wallet. And you're going to mm-hmm. decide what's important and what you want to share in the future. Right. And, and there are many, many standards, you know, even better than I, I'm sure, um, around how we define, um, you know, uh, badges and skills and common languages. And there's, there's many different standards. They vary by industry mm-hmm. and, and velocity is, is supporting all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but the work still has to be done. It's so important to get that work to, to, to match up the, the entities who are, who are giving yeah. and taking those skills, et cetera. Um, and, and honestly, this is one of the reasons I was so excited to be partnering with you on Velocity, Aww, right? When we, first, when we first started talking, um, you know, I, I saw a, an opportunity, but, um, you know, I, I know why I was passionate about, about having you join, but I, can I turn the tables on the interview and say, so why, why did you guys, why did MZ join the Velocity and, and, and you know, and join us on this, on this journey? Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you that this is um so i i don't I, th- I think in the first one i haven't really talked much about my work but my work is with um mz which is an um economic modeling specialist um and they are basically a labor market analytics firm and so obviously my work being in skills um you know i tend to the reason that we really joined in working with you guys um and this is you know maybe a little bit more my personal opinion here too, but this is why I do the work that I do, was that I saw this opportunity. Number one, um, I think the concept of these records is really the future. Um, this is the first time that I was introduced to one that really had the, um, this industry collaboration that you have. Um, and I thought, you know, this group coming together, the way that they focused this, really understanding the problem at heart, um, was a very different perspective. So that's the first piece for me that was like, wow. And then of course, when I started seeing what you guys were working on, I was like, this is absolutely amazing. Um, You obviously all have a lot of passion around it. You're obviously all, you know, very involved. um, So that was fantastic. And then I saw that potential, you know, from a skills perspective, because exactly what you just said, it's like this translation layer, this foundation that we need all of those pieces need to be able to speak to each other for this to be successful. Um, And that's really where I saw, you know, coming in in terms of a partner, bringing in this, you know, free open language that we offer in terms of skills, helping all of those different players in that, all of the education that's being input, wherever it's coming from, right? All of different jobs. But if people at the heart of it could understand what we call at MZ and with Strata, our, our parent organization, Strata, um, what we call a skill shape, because that person, that you, that record that you're creating is what we call a skill shape. That's all the skills that you've gained throughout your life, through education, through you know all of your jobs. And that's how you create those choices for yourself, because you know that, you own that, you understand that, and then you know you know, where is the best learning for you? You know how to make better decisions. You know how to be more successful. Organizations know how to move their people. Like it, it just opens up a whole new way. And to me, this record is really the, the piece that unlocks all of that potential. So, so how do I find out my, my skill shape? I, I know body shape. I know other shapes. How do I find <laughs> my skill shape? So, well, right now, um, we actually have a few free resources out there just to help the scenario 
that's going on um, in today. Obviously, there's so many people on unemployment. Um, we have a tool that allows you to basically inventory your skills, enter in um, your education, enter in all the jobs that you've had, and it creates like this skill profile for you. Um, and that's available on the website. Um, and I'll, I'll make sure that I add it all in at the end here. Um, but that's available on the website. So that's a, it's a perfect way. Like it's just a free resource. You can go in there, you can inventory, you can find out about you. And that's kind of the same thing that I see. I'm like, it's, it just has to then live somewhere, right? Like it has to be somewhere that we know is like that verified piece of you so that you can make, yeah. in our case, we think of like matching skill shapes to things because then you can see what learning, you know, what jobs and all of that is just because you have that record. Yeah. So it does come down, I think, ultimately to skills. We all want to understand, um, you know, past experiences, employment, education, but fundamentally, uh, we're hiring for skills. Uh, we're reskilling, re we're, you know, training for what's coming and what we, what, you know, what just hit us yesterday and making sure we can, you know, very quickly respond to it. And, um, and so, you know, being able to understand, um, how, you know, the education and the training and those experiences, those jobs I held translate to specific skills, um, to be able to, 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 to verify those through different assessments and observations and certification of those observations, et cetera, and then present those, I think is, is super critical. But at the end of the day, there's, you know, in, in, in many cases, there's always going to be um, some some extra some extra work needed. You know, I gave the example recently that you can be um, trained as a cashier at uh, at um, you know Walmart and and very you know proficient and and you know top top tier at, at, at the the system that Walmart uses, and then you take a job. At target and um, you, you, you know your way around the cash register, but it might be a different system, right? There's still sure. going to be some learning there, but knowing that you were, you know, at a certain level on this, you know, related type equipment still has a high, high value as you move in because it also shows potentially an ability to learn, etc. So, you know, there's always going to be people who push back and say, well, skills are different from job to job, from employer to employer. Yes, I understand. But as, but as the more we can get to a common language, and so excited about participating in the standards organizations and, and the foundation, right, as a whole, representing so much of the market that we do, having a voice in that and, and keeping on top of that is key. Um, but, but also just being able to accurately represent um, those assessments and things that we have done around those skills, I think is hugely valuable. Uh, it's going to be a new market on how we, how we compete and, um, I love being able to learn on this with you guys. Like that's the best part about it. Um, it is. It is good, and I can't wait until your um, your online tool lets me just uh, upload my uh, velocity uh, verified profile. Exactly. So we that's where we're going. <laughs> well, so how? If anyone, I know you're. St this is still early days for where you are. If anyone wants, is there anything at this point that anyone can interact with from the velocity perspective, or when should they be looking out for something to be available? Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. We are launching what we're calling the Velocity Experience Center. And um, beyond a typical, you know, proof of concept or a pilot program, this is a virtual simulation environment to explore the art of the possible. And because we have so many organizations um, as part of this foundation, right? Organizations who are all trying to drive to this, this collaborative internet of careers, future direction. Mm -hmm. Our experience center will be used to showcase the cross industry, multi-vendor, um, uh, multi-user scenarios um, that reflect kind of what's happening in reality today. Students who are moving into um, a new industry, people who have been displaced in one industry and are able to translate some of their skills and experiences that they've had to date, perhaps coupled with additional learning that is targeted to them through an understanding of what they've done in the past, yeah. move into new industries. Uh, people mature in their careers who are looking to take a a, um, a path horizontally as opposed to continually moving up so really this experience center is um, is a a pilot on on steroids right um, and again across the individual being able to curate their profile not just from one employer and one educational institution but from their whole Marietta their whole rich history because we know people are yeah 
or changing jobs every two, three, four years. So I'm going to need to curate a lot of stuff and I'm it taking will. learning online. And so that is um, that has actually launched um, within our foundation. We just launched it this past week to uh, start building now our first major demonstration, this first um, Art of the Possible um, scenario. And we'll be showcasing it publicly um, starting in um, probably the first part of September, end of August, first part of September. Okay. So really looking forward to some demonstrations, presenting it um, to the different work groups that we're engaged with and publicly. So, so people can start experiencing what is the future holding? What is the future in the next one to two years really going to potentially look like if we are all on board with this mindset of people owning their data, I'm super excited about the fall. Like, like I've never been before. Yeah. I'm right. Really this is very yeah. exciting. Well, we'll all make sure that I also keep my networks up to date on that so that we know when this becomes available. But um, is there any last uh, parting words that you'd like to share with us? Uh, gosh, parting words. So, um, <laughs> well, first off, I want to say again, thank you. I always, love these conversations with you. I always learned something. I learned a little bit, uh, some, some new stuff about you today. So that's uh -huh. great. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess, thank you. My, I guess my parting shot here would be, um, you know, keep your head up. Uh, the, the things are changing personally, professionally around the world, and it can feel really, really daunting and heavy sometimes. But I think with resiliency, I think with the mindset of, um, you know, take every challenge as terribly challenging as it can be and ask yourself, how can I learn and grow and move forward with this? You will find there are opportunities and there are so many organizations providing free resources for education. Um, just keep your head up and, uh, and reach out to your network when, uh, when, when you think that you can't take it anymore, when, when it seems really dark. Um, I'm, I'm so pleased to see you know, so many good things coming out of the, the many bad things that have happened as far as new policies and, and approaches to work and whatnot. So uh, keep your head up, I guess would be my part of that. And, and, and stay resilient. That is some fantastic advice. Thank you so much for sharing, Yvette. So for anyone who would like to follow Yvette, I just want to let you know she's available on LinkedIn and Twitter at Yvette Cameron, that's C-A-M-E-R-O-N. And you can learn more about Velocity Network Foundation at velocitynetwork.foundation. So thank you again for joining us today. And thank you all for listening in to Let's Talk About Skills, Baby. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share, um, and offer a rating and review. Would love to hear uh, your feedback. And you can also follow me, Kelly Bailey, on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram at Kelly R. Bailey. Well, I hope you all have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Bye.